1: No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, now, Grant Napier.
2: and hi again, everybody. We welcome you to another episode of If You Don't Like That, brought to you in part by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, New Works Plumbing, they'll be there for you. They've got a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, available 24-7 for your plumbing needs and repairs. Again, newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Thank goodness for Phil Mushnick of the New York Post and his twice weekly columns. Every Thursday and every Saturday, I can't wait to read them because he normally has something that really resonates with me. He's not afraid to point out things that others won't. And I want to read a column dated January 20th, 2024. The headline was, Bulls fans booing Jerry Krause's widow is revolting even by today's low standards. Phil writes, who'll stop the rain? Given that no one in authority has had the guts to stand up and demand that it stop, I guess this is how it's going to be till death do us part. Our sports culture has become unhinged, uncivilized, and most everyone who counts is complicit. Last week a revolting episode occurred at a Bulls game in Chicago, one that should have made lasting, angry, red alert news but perhaps because it has become what's expected from our sports culture, it quickly faded. The Michael Jordan era Bulls were being honored in the team's first ring of honor ceremony that specifically saluted the six NBA championships won under late GM Jerry Krause, who wasn't treated with kindness in the ESPN Netflix Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Despite forming teams of historic dominance He was blamed for the team's fall. And so, seated on the floor in the United Center was Krause's widow, Thelma, 80 years old. And when she was introduced, many in the crowd, not just a few morons, booed her loudly and clearly. That's right, they jeered her. An 80-year-old widow who was flanked by her grandchildren. Mrs. Krause broke down in tears and not the grateful kind. She and her late husband were being humiliated by a 20-24 NBA crowd of dehumanized humans, and, as intended, it hurt. Not that there was anything new here. NBA in-house fans have become increasingly uncivilized. But the mob cruelty in Chicago exceeded the boundaries of degenerative group conduct doubly so when one considers it occurred in the name of what used to be known as sports. And NBA Commissioner Adam Silver should have used this disgrace to at last stand and declare, shout, that he will no longer quietly indulge the misconduct that has become pervasive throughout the league. But he didn't. Again, it seemed as if no one at the top dared to offend the most offensive. Thus, this is how it will remain if it doesn't grow worse, Silver brings to mind the late English Israeli diplomat, Abba Eban, who said of Israel's country's terrorist neighbor leaders, quote, "They never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity for peace." So Silver again passed on an opportunity to very loudly, clearly, and publicly read the Riot Act on behalf of well-comported fans and their families who have been abandoned by the modern cell of mutual disrespect, starting with the calls to arms of screaming public address announcers. Pity this episode lacks sustained national attention because there were plenty of newsworthy responses. Here was the reaction from the crowd. The first voice you will hear is that of Neil Funk. For many, many years, the radio and TV voice of the Chicago Bulls, now retired, followed by the comments
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: King. He was a six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Executive of the Year, represented by his wife Thelma,
0: basketball Hall of Famer, and former Bulls general manager. Jerry Krause.
2: Station. I'm a little upset right now. Yep. Nationwide is on your side, Bulls Nation. Right, we just had a r- remarkable ceremony bringing back the legends, and I'm telling you what, you know, we're Chicago is a is a, a sports town, and what we witnessed today when Jerry Krause's name was called, and the people that booed. Jerry Krause and his widow, who was accepting this honor for him, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I hurt for that lady, brought her to tears, and whoever booed her in this arena should be ashamed of themselves. It was, that's not Chicago, that's New York, Philly. Chicago's not like that. We don't have a reputation of being that way. And whether you like Jerry Krause or not, that man brought six championships here. He didn't shoot a basket, nor did he get a rebound. But he,
0: he, put a six, he put six titles up in this ring. There's a lot of teams doing that one. And that was really classic. I was disappointed in the people that moved. It. it was a sad thing. Left a little bit of a pit in the stomach for what should have been a really celebratory 15, 20 minutes. In.
2: Good for Stacey King. Probably not the best thing to bring in New York and Philadelphia into that, but his point was well taken. Mush continues with his column. Bill Cartwright, the retired Bulls and Knicks center, now an administrator at the University of San Francisco was alma mater, sent a to all it may concern letter. Bill wrote, throughout the course of my career, whether at USF, the New York Knicks, or the Chicago Bulls, I have always watched, thought, and when it was the appropriate time, spoke. The sight of Thelma Krause being booed while representing her husband, who was arguably one of the best general managers of all time, was horrifying I knew Jerry and Thelma on a personal level he had great insight into basketball and how to build a team with complementary players while playing for Chicago during a game with Indiana 1993-94 season I was hit in the throat it left my larynx fractured my left vocal cord paralyzed it was truly devastating as I had no voice for a year Jerry found the best throat doctor in Philadelphia to help me get my voice back. I don't have a perfect voice now, but I do at least have one, thanks to Jerry. It's a shame that only a few people truly knew what kind of person Jerry was. Some of the best years of my life were when I was the Chicago Bull. This display honestly does tarnish that legacy somewhat for me. To the Bulls fans who booed, understand that, Not all the heroes of those amazing championship runs were on the court. Jerry Krause was instrumental to every single championship the Bulls won. Respectfully, Bill Cartwright. Good job by Bill. Very well said. Even the most curious of NBA coaches were appalled, wrote Mush. Ex-Bull and now the Warriors coach Steve Kerr, who regularly indulges Draymond Green, said, quote, it's absolutely shameful I can't believe I'm devastated for Thelma and for the Kraus family. What can we possibly be thinking? Jerry did an amazing job building those teams. The ring of honor ceremony was all about the joy and love the team shared with the city. Those who booed should be ashamed. Even Spurs coach Greg Popovich known for good ample reasons as a miserable, mean-spirited cuss. If anything, it's like a snapshot of the world we live in today meanness seems to be a lot more condoned said pop two days later the fans in detroit at the rams lions game verbally abused the wife and kids of former lions quarterback and rams quarterback matthew stafford an NBC crowd shot found an unglued and perhaps drunken fan shooting both middle fingers into the air when stafford appeared mush is amazing not afraid to write what needs to be written. And you look at what happened at the Chiefs-Bills game with Bill fans pelting some of the Chiefs players with snowballs and ice balls. And yet we seem to allow this as a society. You know, I don't know if I've seen a week go by without looking at my social media, whether it's X, whether it's Instagram, whether I see something on TikTok, Without violence in our stands, brawls at baseball games, brawls at a baseball game, Fist fights and brawls at our football games and the National Football League. It says not just one city or two cities, it's all over the league. Brawls in parking lots, bodily harm being done. Recently, a fan in New England lost his life. That's right lost his life from being punched in New England at a Patriots game. And I applaud Mush for speaking out on this. And I just wonder, again, why as a society are we here? Why did we get here? And I will say that fighting in stadiums is nothing new. I remember as a little boy being at the bleachers in Yankee Stadium in the 60s for New York Giants games. And from time to time, I would see A fight in the stands. And I think now it's more pervasive because of camera phones and everything is recorded. But it just seems that the ugliness, such as what we witnessed in Chicago for a deceased man while his widow is there, again, as Phil Mushnick wrote and so many others, what on earth must you be thinking? If you're a fan at that venue, on that night, and you're booing when Jerry Krause's name is announced, you got something wrong with you. Get a freaking life. Because, again, there is something really wrong with you. Period. It's time for Fred 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 And today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants. Hey, this weekend, folks, get to Bennett's for their weekend brunch. It is outstanding. Don't forget about their weekend prime rib. That's right. featured with over 60 different types of wine. Available by the glass for you. Go to Bennett's Restaurants. Make a reservation. Check out the menu and more. Prime Seafood and Steak 3 locations. Sacramento, Roseville, and Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. That's bennettsrestaurants.com. Well, you can look at this two ways. You can look at it as a positive that you only have one more game that you have to listen to Tony Romo, all right? Or you can look at it as, gee, after this weekend, there's only one game left, and it's in two weeks, and it is the Super Bowl. I don't know about you, but I had to watch over half the game between Kansas City and Buffalo on mute last week. Tony Romo, and I've said this, and I'm going to continue to say this, he ruins the telecast for me. And I think he has made Jim Nance a much worse announcer. That's right. I think that Tony Romo has made Nance a worse announcer. I thought Nance was much better when he worked with Phil Simms. I don't know how you can do your job properly working with Tony Romo. I really don't. Uh, It's just it's too much. And I guess the good news is there is a mute button. There is a mute button. Andrew Marchant. again, I'm going to go back to the New York Post, wrote a story on this. When CBS signed Tony Romo to a 10-year contract for a total value of 180 million late in February 2020, it changed the NFL broadcasting industry forever, all right? And he talks about the contracts, and he talks about the money that's being paid to these announcers. And he's absolutely spot-on. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous," he said. "Romo was ins- was a sensation at the time. CBS wanted him on its side when they were doing negotiating with Roger Goodell and the NFL to retain their package and blah blah blah. So now he writes this. Does Marchant? Now, though, not even halfway through Romo's decade-long deal, CBS sports executives have an issue because Romo and his partner, Jim Nance, are manning broadcasts that lack chemistry, storytelling, much strategy and levity. It's routinely discombobulated. This has left the duo endlessly searching for lifelines. Gene? Tracy? Jay? Anyone? Gene Steratore is called in for officiating. Tracy Wolfson is on, Wolfson is on the sideline. Jay Feely is on call for special teams. It's a lot of support for a booth that approaches $30 million a year in annual pay. Unlike the old familiar combo of Buck and Aikman or the new tandem of Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, Nance and Romo don't sound like best friends at a game, no matter how many times they see each other's names. It's more like a nephew spitballing jokes and saying whatever comes into his head while his uncle is confused on how to react. Sunday though, Nance nailed the Buffalo late miss field goal with a memorable call. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. He was mostly off again. He has been late to recognize big plays and mistakenly calling incompletions as catches and vice versa. If he weren't calling a game, Nance comes across more like he would be in a luxury box than in the stands. Romo at his best gives the vibe of someone you'd want to share a beer with in the upper deck. They don't match up. Romo still off very well. His anal- or His analysis during the 2019 Chiefs-Patriots title game when he predicted nearly every play before it happened was a historic sports broadcasting performance. At that point, Romo, still just off retirement, knew the players, the formations, and his freewheeling style worked. Now, with his playing career further behind him and without incessantly studying the current game, he is turnover prone. During the wild card week of the playoffs, Nance and Romo worked the Steelers-Bills game. Romo had this revelation about Steelers running back Jalen Warren. I'm telling you, when you put the tape on, we know how good Najee Harris has been playing, but I didn't realize they had this one-two punch, Romo said. We hadn't seen them this year during a game, but Warren consistently hits the hole. Quick, aggressive, had those instincts. This is an outstanding unit. Nearly everyone with a fantasy football team realized how good Warren had played all year, Marchant wrote, averaging 5.3 yards per carry, the third best in the NFL. Surely a number one NFL TV game analyst, making nearly a million bucks a game, should have an idea before he looked at a little film. It was telling. Nance and Romo have trouble meeting the moment together, making the analysis often chaotic. During the division around Sunday in Buffalo, Bills coach Sean McDermott, with a fourth and five from his team's own 30 and nearly 13 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, decided to fake a punt, a gutsy call. Nance flatly said, quote, fake, DeMar Hamlin is stopped short. Romo then added, that will be the first turnover, even though you were not necessarily going to say it, but to me, that was aggressive. Not great, but not terrible. Nance quickly threw it to one of their lifelines on the sidelines. Jay Feely, did you sense that was coming? Nance asked. With no replay, Feely said the Chiefs only had 10 men on the field. This caused Romo to change up and decide, you're exactly right, Jay. You know, 10 guys. Tranquil does an unbelievable job of taking on two blockers and turning it back inside. It's the right call. They only had six guys inside. You have eight blockers, technically, seven easily. Wow. Despite the unevenness of the broadcast, 50 million-plus viewers watch Sunday night, the most ever for a divisional round game. For this Sunday's afternoon AFC championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens, just as many people, if not more, will be listening to Nance and Romo. Two weeks after that in Las Vegas, the duo will be the center of the country's attention with 100 million viewers, give or take, for the Super Bowl. At some point, the broadcast can't be about Gene, Tracy, Jay. Jim and Tony need to figure it out and fast. Mistake Napier. I forgot that the Super Bowl was on CBS, so my bad. This isn't the last week of having a deal with Tony Rubbo. If you're going to watch the Super Bowl with full sound, you got to deal with him and Nance again in two weeks. And I have all the respect in the world for Nance. I know him personally. I think he's one of the great sportscasters of his generation. He's as good as any golf host that I've ever heard. He's very good in college basketball, which now has been turned over to Iron Eagle. But Nance is a consummate professional. But his football booth work has gone way downhill since being paired with Romo. So I guess this isn't the last game that I got to deal with Tony Romo. But as I said, there is a mute button and I plan on using it once again. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Have a great weekend, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody.